You're listening to the Tapis Paranormal Talking Point Podcast, a show that discusses various aspects of the paranormal world, with paranormal news, ghost stories, interviews, and much more. And without further ado, let's get into some talking points. Hi guys, Scott here from Tepper's Paranormal and welcome back to the Tepper's Paranormal Talking Point Podcast. So in today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at eight haunted English pubs. So without further ado, let's start with number one, the Red Lion Public House in Avebury. Found within a prehistoric stone circle in the village of Avebury, the Red Lion is a pub with a long history. Built in the late 16th or early 17th century as a farmhouse, it later became a coaching inn in the early 19th century. It's from its time as a coaching inn that one of its many ghostly apparitions originates, with a phantom carriage being heard and seen moving through its yard. Landlords of the pub have reported that sighting this spectral carriage is an omen of tragedy and means that a close relative is going to die. The pub is also said to be home to ghost children, where two have been seen cowering in the corner of the avenue bedroom, and a ghostly woman is often accompanying them, sitting at the writing table, though oblivious to the children's panicked state. Additionally, the ghost of Flory haunts the pub. Flory took on a lover while her husband was away fighting the English civil wars, and when he returned to find the couple, he killed them both shooting his wife's lover and slitting Flory's throat before throwing her body down the well that can still be found within the pub. It's said that Flory's spirit has been seen searching for her bearded lover ever since, with bearded visitors to the pub attracting the attention of this spirit in particular. Next up, we have the Stag Inn in Hastings. Dating back to 1547, the Stag Inn is one of the oldest pubs in Hastings. The pub is home to a number of spirits, including that of a Dutch sea captain who was murdered by local fishermen, and who's been spotted roaming around the cellar, as well as a young girl dressed in all white who's been seen by the fireplace on the upper floor. It's also reported that the back bedroom of the inn gives its guests goosebumps, with most who use this room reporting a strange presence within. Tour guides within the town will also talk about the famous mummified cats that were found in a chimney within the inn during the 1940s and are now on display in the front bar. Cats were often used as a form of protection in old buildings and it's said that these cats protect the pub from evil spirits and harm. One story tells that they once belonged to Hannah Clark, a witch who occupied the inn in its early days. Next up again, we move on to the Black Bear Inn in Tewkesbury, Gloucestershire. The current building of the Black Bear Inn dates from the early 16th century, though it was possibly in existence from as early as 1308, and unsurprisingly for an inn of this age, it houses a spirit within. A headless man dragging chains has been seen haunting the rooms and corridors of the inn, with some witnesses reporting that he's wearing an army uniform. This has led to suggestions that he's a defeated Lancastrian soldier who fought in the Battle of Tewkesbury in 1741, and later sought refuge in the town after fleeing the battlefield. Moving on again, we're now going into London. Found in the district of St Pancras, Mabel's Tavern gets its name from an Irish-born woman, Mabel McKinley. She married into the family who owned Hamilton House in Mabledon Place and became Mabel Hamilton. Mabel died in the 1970s, and since her death, she'd been known to revisit the pub with several sightings of her taking place. On one occasion, she called the landlady's name repeatedly in the early hours of the morning, and she's also been heard operating the pub's dumbwaiter, which was removed several years ago. Occupants of the pub have reported hearing it in use in the early hours of the morning, but find nothing upon investigation. 
Moving on again, we have the Cooperage in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. Found in Newcastle-upon-Tyne, the Cooperage was built in the 15th century as a house and later became a Cooperage before becoming a pub and restaurant, which it remains today. Sited close to the banks of the River Tyne, it's reported that the site was the location of a battle between a Royal Navy press gang and locals, which caused the death of Henry Hardwick. Since then, the ghost of Henry has been seen at the Cooperage as well as in the adjacent alleyway. The pub's also said to be home to a second ghostly figure who dresses in Edwardian garb and is said to appear and disappear throughout the pub. Next up we have the Ostrich Inn in Collinbrook. This time in Slough, the Ostrich Inn was opened in 1106, making it the fourth oldest pub in the country if the dates are correct. In the 17th century, the pub was the site of over 60 murders by the landlord John Jarman and his wife. The pair had an elaborate trapdoor bill in one of the inn's bedrooms, so that when a suitable rich guest came to stay, they would wait for the visitor to go to sleep and then open the trapdoor and drop them into a boiling vat of water in the room below. It's rumoured that this act was the inspiration for Sweeney Todd. Legends also state that famed highwayman Dick Turpin used the pub as a hideout and that King John stayed in the pub in 1215. A pub of this age is bound to have paranormal claims associated with it, and this one's no different. Former landlord Mark Bourne was a sceptic prior to taking over the pub and claimed that strange noises, ghostly figures and objects moving all by themselves are all in a day's work when at the location. Additionally, a woman in a Victorian dress and a ghostly young girl are also said to haunt the site, with staff also claiming that there are frequent cold spots and feelings of despair. And finally, a paranormal group investigated the location in 2003 and communicated with a spirit named John, who claimed that he was alive during the reign of Queen Elizabeth I. This time we're moving on to a 16th century pub. We have Ye Old Salutation Inn in Nottingham. This pub's built over a cave system dating back to the 9th century and is said to contain a number of hauntings, including a young girl known as Rosie, former landlords and even a highwayman. Rosie is the most infamous spirit of the pub, with the legend claiming that she was five or six years old when she was struck by a carriage in the pub's courtyard. She was then taken down to the cave in an attempt to cool her down until a doctor could arrive. However, she passed away before he could arrive. Soon after this, customers in the pub complained that they were getting small scratches on their bodies, as though a child was scratching them. This happened for around two weeks, until the landlord took a doll down to the cave and left it there, and since then, customers and staff have taken to leaving offerings to the girl in the cave. One landlord, who didn't believe in ghosts or spirits, removed all of the offerings, and his beer went off overnight. After Rosie, there are three former landlords said to haunt the pub, each named John. The first hung himself upstairs, the second accidentally poisoned himself when making a meal after handling rat poison, and the third fell down the cellar stairs and broke his neck. The third John in the cellar is said to throw things and slam doors if the cellar's not kept spotless. Other stories of the pub include a pirate who drowned in the well, which can be found in the cave system, and a highwayman who can occasionally be seen drinking sat at the bar. Next up, we're moving back to London for the final entry on this list, this time the district of Holborn. The Viaduct Tavern is a pub and gin palace that was originally built in 1865, and later remodelled in 1900. Found opposite the former Newgate prison, the pub's rumoured to have a particularly haunted cellar. If you enter the cellar, you'll find several disused prison cells dating back to the site's usage as a debtor prison. A former landlord recalls the lights going out, doors slamming and a disembodied voice whispering, there's just two of us down here now. 
into his ear. Another eerie story from the pub comes from 1982, when a landlord's daughter was reading a newspaper upstairs, before she heard someone running quickly up the stairs, the door to the room she was in swinging open and the paper being thrown from her hands, and then the door closing and the footsteps heading back down the stairs again. Of course, when she investigated, there was nobody present. In 1999, two electricians felt taps on their shoulders, and later a carpet row rose into the air and fell back before them, leading to many speculating that the loft above the pub is home to a poltergeist. And finally, patrons of the pub report that a ghost steals their drinks when nobody's looking. The pub was investigated by BuzzFeed Unsolved in 2017, and I personally visited the pub myself in 2019, though had no experiences of my own during my short Visit. So that brings us to the end of our eight haunted English pubs, and now we're going to move on to the Tepper's Paranormal Talking Point podcast news review. As you know, I do a lot of paranormal investigation, and when I do, I like to be comfortable, which is why I wear clothing from allegedly possibly maybe.co.uk. With a wide range of high quality clothing available for low prices, I strongly recommend checking out their website and buying some clothes. If you enjoy quality clothing, visit allegedlypossiblymaybe.co.uk and use discount code TEPIS at checkout to save 10% on your order. Okay, it's time for the Tepes Paranormal Talking Point Podcast News Review. Today we've got four headlines to talk about. With it being October, some of the stuff coming out is more Halloween themed, so there tends to be more of a spooky sort of feel in the news. So let's start off with Queen Mary's Randy Ghost jumps into bed with guests at £600 a day retreat. In this article, it says the owners of Ballington Hall in Sudbury, Suffolk, the monarch's former home, have called in a medium, but they believe the Tudor Queen from 1553 to 1558 wants to be friends, not scare people. Her hand-carved bed is still used in one of 16 rooms, and TV fashion journalist Naomi Isted slept in it and said, I kept waking because I sensed a massive lump beside me. Even now I have a cold chill all over my body when I think about it. Medium Lee Wybid slept in the bed and said, I felt I was being pinned down to the mattress and could not get up, but it's not a harmful presence and we're all hoping it settles down. The image of Queen Mary has been seen in the mirror and her shadow moves around corridors. The hall's owner, Leslie Reynolds, said, Our granddaughter slept in the bed and she felt like someone was tickling her feet. Mary was very gentle. Mary was known as Bloody Mary after having 280 Protestants burned at the stake for refusing to convert to Catholicism. Leslie added, I don't feel threatened by her, so I'll allow her to stay. But if anything changes or she starts to frighten guests, then I'll ask Lee to do something. An interesting story seems like something Thing that's trying to just drum up a bit of business for this uh, accommodation. Obviously with the history of the location being that Queen Mary used to live here, there is a link. However, I feel that this is just strictly being done for promotional purposes. Next up, we have a headline which says that an eerie picture of demon-like ghost lurking outside Civil War Army Hospital leaves Reddit users on the fence. The article goes on to read that an eerie photo that appears to show a demon-like ghost has sent Reddit users into a spin. The creepy snap, posted on Reddit, was taken just outside of an old Civil War Army hospital in Chattanooga, Tennessee. In the comments, the user, DrewB102, explains that he'd been previously warned by an estate agent that the house was haunted. The photographer said, patients were operated on inside the home, and then moved to the field out back where most would die after being placed in tents. This photo was taken of the tree's face, and I didn't notice a figure behind it until this evening. I walked all around the field photographing it for the cellar, and not once did I see that shape by the fence in person or in any other 
the shops. Looking at the picture, there is what seems to be a sort of humanoid shape next to the tree leaning on a fence. It looks like it could be a person or it could be some sort of doll. It looks like it has long hair and looks like it's in all white or is at least white in appearance. I'm not overly convinced that anything here is overly paranormal. I feel like this is easily explained by it just being an object that someone has put there. However, I don't really know for sure as the image quality when zoomed in isn't great. A lot of users on Reddit seem to agree and say that it could be anything as the picture's not clear enough to be able to work out exactly what it is. Looking at the picture a bit closer, it could be some sort of bag or something caught in the fence. But please take a look at this picture and let me know what you think in the comments down below. Next up again, we have ghost hunters flee haunted fort as spirit tries to electrocute them on camera. In this article, they talk about a team of ghost hunters who have been forced from a paranormal investigation over grave fears for their safety after video footage allegedly captures a sinister spirit attempting to electrocute a man. Tony Ferguson and his wife Beth and their team of experts have been hunting down paranormal activity for almost a decade, but nothing could have prepared them for what happened at Fort Gilkicker in Gosport, Hampshire. They say during their visit to the historic fort, a camera recorded an array of blood-curdling screams including evil laughter, footsteps behind them, along with the spine-tingling moment Tony received a sharp shock to his hand where the zap can clearly be heard on tape. Normally our investigations last a lot longer, but we were only there for an hour and a half. I was holding the camera and felt like something was with us in the room, Tony recalled. As I went to put down this camera, we heard what sounded like electricity and I felt a painful shock in my hand. But there's no electricity in the fort, so it couldn't have come from the building. I swore with the pain and straight after we heard what sounded like an evil wheezy laughter from a male voice. So to me that sounds like it could be static that was built up, obviously, from the use of electric equipment and the clothing they're wearing as they're walking around. It could just be that he earthed himself and this made a connection that obviously shocked him. I don't think anything necessarily was shocking them, however they do go on to say in the article that they heard loud audible footsteps following them around. I don't necessarily think this is paranormal and obviously the fact they didn't stick around to investigate the location further makes me slightly dubious as I feel like an investigator should stay to investigate if things are happening. Admittedly I suppose the attack on him may have slightly scared them off but I don't know. I'm intrigued and would like to know more about this location though. Finally, we're moving on to an interesting article. The headline reads, I'm married to Michael Jackson's ghost. He uses my body to dance and sing but he won't have sex with me. In this article, a medium claims that she's married to Michael Jackson's ghost, but he refuses to have sex with her. Kathleen Roberts says the king of pop's spirit lives inside her and uses her body to dance and sing, but the late thriller icon appears more interested in cookies than Nookie. She claims that every time she tries to be intimate with his ghost, Michael makes her reach for the biscuits instead. Kathleen, who, and this bit's important, also claims to be the reincarnation of Marilyn Monroe, says she's been in a relationship with Michael for several years and though they never met when he was alive, she feels his ghost was attracted to her childlike personality and small hands and feet. Much to her disappointment, however, Michael won't take their romance to the next level. She goes on to say, he scares me with spider visions and dead corpse visions if I kiss him or try to initiate romance physically. Kathleen, from the United States, has previously shared TikTok and Instagram videos of her singing and dancing while possessed by the Billie Jean star, but has since deleted the content. She said, 
Michael stays in me all the time, so he comes to the restroom with me and calls these special bonding moments toiletries. He talks to me a lot, which is not what I expected from the shy man I saw on TV all those years ago when I was a fan. He stays possessed in me, relaxed, not channeling and just enjoying living through me and communicating with me as a husband. So he likes to eat in me, he loves cookies, he cusses a lot more than I'd expect him to as a former fan. He's very bossy and points things out like flaws and mistakes she makes. She assumes he got this from his father. She tries to overlook them because she loves him and she's not perfect either. Kathleen says that cruel haters have smeared her as mentally ill but she insists her story is 100% genuine. She added, Michael's helped me deal with the stresses of online fame and how it compares to his fame. She feels special that he chose her for his wife and they treat their relationship as though they're married. And though they've had their ups and downs, the truth is she just can't stop loving Michael. So this woman obviously sounds like she is either fraudulently claiming to be Michael Jackson's wife and have Michael Jackson's spirit possessing her, or she genuinely believes this. I, however, do not. I think the fact she thinks that she she's the reincarnation of Marilyn Monroe is odd and it is known that Michael Jackson had some sort of infatuation with Marilyn Monroe which would obviously give them a link here but at the end of the day I just don't really believe what I'm reading here and I don't think this is genuine however please let me know your thoughts on this woman that is possessed by Michael Jackson in the comments below and with the end of this headline brings us to the end of this episode of the Tepes Paranormal Talking Point podcast I'll see you in the next episode for the Halloween special thanks for listening and goodbye.